Welcome to the Black Mind Garden, where we are remapping minds so you can create a life you design. If you are ready to be a fly on the wall for some deep and delicious conversation, then you're in the right place. This podcast is all about planting new thought seeds and empowering our black minds to go deeper, touching on topics that most people may not think to think about. And we do this with everyday real people who are just trying to make a difference in the world. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne, Master NLP and Hypnosis Practitioner and Trainer, Author, Speaker and Coach and the Founder of the Black Mind Garden Community. I'm here to motivate, empower and inspire you to be powerfully in the driver's seat of your mind and think outside the box so you can have the deepest experience of joy, success, freedom and peace of mind in all areas of your life. Now, let's get to the good stuff. But before we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can stay in the know every time we release another mind remapping meal for you. Okay, y'all, let's get meta. Hello, hello, hello. Dr. Maisha here, founder of the Mind Remapping Academy. And, um... You know, today uh, I I wanted to talk about this idea of doubling down to be right now. How did I come up with that? Well, I didn't. I heard it. Uh, I actually was listening to a podcast and the term was used in a different capacity. And and it made me think about um, how we do this in life. And so what do I mean when I say doubling down to be right? Well, you know, sometimes we can be speaking or acting or going about our lives in a particular way and we know it's the wrong path we know that maybe what we're saying is uh, not accurate or not the right thing to say or harmful and in certain cases we will double down just to be right even when the evidence points in the opposite direction even when we know that the thing that we're doing is not useful right and it can be detrimental. So I want to talk a little bit about what that looks like, number one, but also why it is that we do that. Like, why do we double down to be right? So doubling down is like, it could look like jumping to conclusions and realizing that you're wrong, but you justify your reaction, behavior, response, or you just continue defending your position with when everything points to that what you're doing is going to be detrimental either to yourself or to others. It's like if someone tells a person, you know, there's this very dangerous and contagious virus um, that uh, we're experiencing that could be coming in your direction and you might want to warn people about it. And the person says, oh, no, 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 we'll be fine. This is not going to impact us. And the other person warns, no, no, we're experiencing a lot of tragedy here. A lot of um, people are getting really, really sick. And this, this, this other person says, oh, no, 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 it's just a little, it's just a little cold. It's just a little thing. And then suddenly this, uh, very contagious and dangerous virus comes over into 
our territory or this this person's territory. And people are impacted, devastatingly so. Even in this person's social circle. But yet this person says, oh no, no, it's just a little, it's just a little virus. It's it'll go away on its own. We don't need to do anything. It's not that bad. And even if as the entire world is, that's right, even if the entire world is shutting down and it now there's this pandemic, the person is saying, Oh, no, no, no. It's still not that bad. We've got it under control, doubling down to be right. And so this this is something that is actually cultural. cultural. This is something that is, is ingrained in our culture. And um, it has a personal impact as well. Because as you know, if you follow me, if you listen to me, I always talk about how we inherit conversations. Well, we do inherit conversations. We inherit that being right is right and being wrong is very wrong. Very, very wrong. Being wrong is detrimental. But being wrong when all the evidence and, and doubling down to be right when all the evidence points in a, in, a, in, a, in a direction that can be detrimental is not useful. And so why people do this? I mean... I think the biggest thing, and you all can chime in and let me know if there's another reason that I'm missing, but it's just just a fear of looking bad, a fear of being invalidated, a fear of looking stupid, because that has been the implication of being wrong in the past. That is what has been, we've been conditioned to experience with not being right, right? There's this either or um, dynamic, right? Good and bad. Right is good. Wrong is bad. Not wrong could be, or being wrong or being inaccurate, right? So we could, we could even reframe wrong to inaccurate and, and have it be more empowering, useful. So how many times have you ever been wrong about something and it's been a learning experience, but we, we, categorize wrong into something bad and grave. And and really in my profession as a physician, the conditioning is if you're wrong, someone could die. And in a lot of cases that could be true, but that's something that's generalized across the culture in general, right? And so if we uh, take being wrong or inaccurate not as being bad or being stupid or being, you know, something else, right? Or being at fault. If we take it out of that realm and put it in the realm of learning, then we can begin to move in a different direction earlier rather than doubling down just to look good or just to avoid looking bad or just to avoid being at fault or just to avoid, right? So now again, if you've heard me before, I talk about this, this concept of moving toward versus moving away from. And a lot of times this doubling down to be right is a function of moving away from discomfort, the discomfort of what all the things that I've already said before, right? And so an example, and I'm going to share an example, a parent example, 
right? And then I might share from a different context. So as parents, I'm an I'm ex-gen, for those of you who don't already know this about me, for, for parents, we often double down to be right. So sometimes when, let's say your kid is, their behavior is um, irritable or they're whining or they're, you know, they're tugging and, and instead of, and, and, you know, perhaps you snap at this child. So perhaps you're getting irritable and perhaps you scold this child in some way, then realizing that there was an actual valid reason for that. Now, be honest, how many people have actually done this before, right? And then um, <laughs> instead of acknowledging, now I know that there are a lot of parents who do acknowledge, but I know I grew up in an era where parents don't apologize. We don't apologize as parents. Um, that was sort of the way I grew up. Now I've definitely made it a point to shift that narrative, but there's a valid reason for it. Maybe the kid is hungry. Maybe there's they're in pain. Maybe there's really something valid that's going on, but doubling down to be right looks like, well, you should have, if you were feeling this way, you should have done this. Or if you were, you should have used your words. Or if you should have, or because I'm the parent, that's sort of doubling down to be right. Because far be it from a parent to have to apologize to a child. So that's a whole narrative and a dynamic. And then we also have to give ourselves grace when it does happen. But the key is being willing to acknowledge when there's an error. Um, another thing is jumping to conclusions, jumping to conclusions about people, jumping to conclusions about situations, and then finding out that you're wrong. You know, to, to be right, to double down, to be right would, would be to deny, to be defensive, to defend the behavior. Maybe it's a harmful or an inappropriate comment or a behavior or an overreaction that was harmful. And, and doubling down to be right would be digging your foot in when there's absolutely no premise to do that. Like it's evident, it's clear that say a behavior was inappropriate or the, an argument was invalid. It's like for how long people believed the world was flat, even when it was proven that it was round or it's we're a globe. <laughs> right. So that's doubling down to be right. So that's, but that can be detrimental. It could take us down. It could take you down a rabbit hole. Like what are the, what is, what are you willing to sacrifice to be right? What are, what are you willing to, are you willing to sacrifice relationships? Are you willing to sacrifice your company? Are you willing to sacrifice, um, you know, your livelihood or, or, or life to be right? You have to ask yourself this question and because this is the rabbit hole this is a very dangerous rabbit hole to go down. So then how do we begin to pull back from that? How do we begin to, number one, catch ourselves, notice when we're doubling down to be right and interrupt that pattern? Because listen, it's we're human. It's a human. It's culture. It's inherited. It's inherited behavior. But just because it's inherited behavior doesn't mean there's not an opportunity to change it. Right. Just because it's an inherited behavior or conversation doesn't mean that you cannot redirect yourself, even in the moments that you notice that it's happening. Because here's the thing. I think we're, we're at this week. We, we come into this either or either I do it or I don't. But a lot of times there's no space for the in between for the you know, because I've heard me talk about the stages of learning. Right. 
unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence, and unconscious competence. And I will come back to that. As we learn new things, we have to go through these stages. So it's not like if you're a person who in certain circumstances finds yourself doubling down to be right one day, you're going to wake up and be and, and, and just be perfect. By the way, perfectionism is a characteristic of white supremacism culture, dominant culture, some people say, right? So it's not that you're going to wake up and be perfect. It's, it's the, it's the begin to noticing, noticing when you're doing it, when you're doing the act, when you're doubling down, noticing when, with a feeling in your body, when you're, when you're, uh, that fear that rises up or that concern or that whatever that discomfort is that rises up when you are going down a path that you know is not the right path a behavioral path. Now, this could also apply to entrepreneurship. This could also apply to relationships, especially if you're in a relationship that you know is not working. And, you know, they say it's no turning back. Well, there's always opportunity to turn back, right? I think that's another reason why people double down. It's like, oh, no turning back now. You got to fully commit. And in some cases, it's useful to commit. But when the evidence points to that it's a rabbit hole that's, uh, unresourceful, that's potentially harmful, no turning back is just, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So as we're noticing situations or circumstances or conversations where we're, we're falling into that rabbit hole of doubling down to be right, to notice it, you can literally interrupt that pattern like, nope, you know what? I see where this is going. I see where this is going in. And, you, and your body, your internal, you know, uh, uh, sensations in your body may scream, no, keep going, commit. Because of that whole fear of looking bad or fear of being at fault or fear of being blamed, whatever that past trauma is that conditioned you to believe that if you're inaccurate about something, you're bad. Whatever that inherited conversation is, it's going to show up in that initial noticing and you are going to have to then manage and understand that that is just a bodily sensation. And if you're really committed to not letting yourself dig your way deeper into the inaccuracies, then you have to interrupt it, name it, acknowledge it and redirect yourself. Now, sometimes the redirection is to silence and listen to another person's perspective. Sometimes it's taking a step back from whatever actions that you're taking that are leading you down a road that was going to be detrimental and looking at, well, what's really important to you? Don't I always come back to that conversation of values? I always do, don't I? Right? Because it's the motivating factor for everything that we do. Is it more important to be right? There's a saying, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? <laughs> but is it more important to be right? Or is it more important to have peace of mind and have your life work, right? So lean in to uh, where being inaccurate or being wrong can teach you something. 
right? Be willing to be a student of your inaccuracies, of your errors. And I think part of the learning would be not to make those mean so, so much. I think sometimes we make them mean something about ourselves that it actually doesn't mean, right? When it were wrong, what do you make that mean about yourself? So as you begin to now notice, as you go about your day, when you're done, and it could be very subtle, because you know these things are very subtle. Like this is subconscious stuff that happens. This is all things that are happening subconsciously. But the goal is to bring the unconscious to conscious so that you can interrupt the old patterns. Now I'm talking about doubling down to be right, but you could do this with anything. You could do this with any unresourceful behavior. This is what I teach, right? When you begin to notice your unresourceful behaviors, right? Right now we're talking about the cost of the cost of righteousness, the cost of leaning into I gotta be right all the time, even when the evidence says the opposite. And you look at, well, what is it costing me to be going down this path? But you can you can apply this anywhere. What is it costing you? What is important to you? What is most important to you? To be right or to have or to learn or to grow or to expand or to have peace of mind or to have love and affinity and connection, right? Because doubling down to be right can also create alienation and isolation, right? Division. I mean, look how much division this doubling down to be right has caused in our country and not just our country around the world. In an organization, you know, leaders who cannot and will not and refuse to learn from their own inaccuracies or even look and explore where certain things that they're saying or doing may not be the most useful. So they double down on their actions just to, because they're in a position of leadership and they don't want to look bad, right? What does that do to an organization? Does it, does it create a sense of psychological, emotional safety? I bet not. Does it, does it allow for creativity and expansion? I bet not. Family organizations. Now I say family organizations, I mean families, you know. Families are organizations, they're communities. Communities, communities that where can we learn to grow and expand by examining where our perceptions may be a little inaccurate, where some of the behaviors may be unresourceful or not useful anymore. So I think I've beat this horse. <laughs> I think I have carried this point enough, right? I think I've carried this point long enough and you get what I'm saying. So now my um, invitation to you is to really start listening to yourself. Now, isn't that, that's like an ongoing invitation. I feel like if I were to go back and listen to my podcast, it would be a running theme. <laughs> listen to yourself. Listen to the words that are coming out of your mouth. Right? My invitation to you is to listen to yourself. Observe yourself. Observe the roads that you're going down and observe whether these paths are useful. 
And one of the reasons, one of the ways you could potentially, uh, what's the word? One of the ways that you could begin to uncover whether or not something is useful is, is to connect it to your, what, what do you feel? How are you feeling? How does this make you feel kinesthetically? We have more connection to our intuition than we realize. But a lot of times we've been trained to ignore that, ignore your intuition, right? Just keep going, just keep commit. So intuitively, you know if the path is the right path or, the, or not. And if you're deeply disconnected from your intuition, well, that's some of the work that I do is, is starting sifting through the noise, sifting through the unconscious noise that has you be d- disconnected from that internal guidance system. But it is, it's, I think that, or and I should say, it is very important that we begin to reconnect with our internal guidance system to be able to determine whether what we're doing is useful or not. Is it useful in our lives? How is it useful? What is the impact of in all areas of lives or the path that we're going down, the things that we're saying? So I invite you to inventory your life and listen to yourself and look at where are you doubling down to be right? Where are you stifling your own uh, expansion and growth just to prove something to someone else? Hmm. Ouch. Right. Where are you doing that in your life? And what are you willing to do to change the narrative? Sometimes we notice things and then what? And then what? Right? Oh, I notice I'm doing this, but are you willing to put your butt on the line to change the narrative so that you can grow and expand and create a new legacy and a new future for yourself and perhaps for your children, your family, for your organization, for whatever it is that you're working toward? And if you want to know about how I do that with people, both individually, collectively in communities and in organizations, you know where to find me. <laughs> and I look forward to the next one. So remember, listen to yourself, inventory, look at where you're doubling down to be right. And what's your commitment to shift that narrative? Where are you in the stages of learning, in the stages of change? Because contemplation is great. Preparation is great. And action is where the magic happens. All right. Have a wonderful rest of the week. Namaste. Thanks for spending time with us on this episode. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as we did. Remember to go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we release a new episode. Also, this is truly a movement for us. And I'm committed that this message reaches the masses. However, I am clear that it is you, our listeners, who help us to grow. So if you like this podcast, I would love and appreciate if you'd let us know. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and then share it with just three of your friends. We want to expand our reach and bring transformation to all of our brothers and sisters out there who are still seeking more freedom, purpose, and peace of mind in their lives. 
And finally, if you want to learn more about how to join our community, it's simple. Go to www.mindremappingnation.com. And if you're interested in learning more about NLP and hypnosis and how you can learn and train with us, consider looking at our upcoming classes. You can read more about that at remapmymind.com or schedule directly if you want more deep work at remapmymind.today. As always, we love and appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Namaste.